So today we are doing Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 10 Part 1 and Chapter 8. This is a new chapter we are beginning. It is called Lord Krishna Shows the Universal Form. Now Krishna has shown the universal form a couple of times. This is one of the times in the beginning of this entire episodes and how the mother gets to see this particular form. So in the last chapter we had done about the different kinds of demons who are trying to interfere with the Krishna's growth, you know. The Kamsa had instructed the children to be killed. And uh, Trinavarta and Putana and all these demons had come to kill Krishna. But unfortunately, they were not able to do any of their tasks. On the contrary, they were killed. And uh, there was a lot of uh, Allah Gulla which happened. Uh, again, nobody comes to know what is happening because of the divine power of Krishna himself, which is called Yogamaya. So now let us see, Lord Krishna shows the universal form. So we are doing, doing that chapter. Sukhdev Goswami said, O Maharaj Parikshit, the priest of the Yadu dynasty named Gargamoni, who was highly elevated in austerity and penance, was then inspired by Vasudev to go see Nanda Maharaj at his home. So, Gargamuni. Now, Gargamuni is a person who is the family priest also, and so he has been told to go and see him. When Nanda Maharaj saw Gargamuni present at his home, Nanda was also pleased that he stood up to receive him with folded hands. Although seeing Gargamuni with his eyes, Nanda Maharaj could appreciate that Gargamuni was Adokshaja, that is, he is not an ordinary person seen by material senses. Now, even, it's, it's like a very peculiar instance where the three kings, the three kings visited Jesus, you know, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Again, it is said that it is some people were able to see them and some were able to not. Now, this is a very uh, strange phenomena. What happens is, most of the time you are not able to see these great sages, whereas Gargamani is being seen by the person himself, which is very strange. So, what is the reason? You will come to know very shortly the reason. So, he cannot be seen by normal senses. When Gargamani has been properly received as a guest and was very comfortably seated. Nanda Maharaj submitted with gentle and submissive words. Dear sir, because you are a devotee, you are full in everything. Yet my duty is to serve you. Kindly order me, what can I do for you? Oh my lord, oh great devotee. Persons like you move from one place to another, not for their own interest, but for the sake of the poor-hearted grahastha. Otherwise they have no interest in going from one place to another. Now, the devotees, the devotees are also whom we also call them as gopis or gopikas also in, from the from Golokvrindavana. Now, they are a part and parcel of the Krishna's empire. That is the second unmanifest domain. So, when they go from place to place, they carry the goodwill of Krishna. They are the ambassadors and as an ambassador their job is to bring goodness amongst the normal common folks. So they should have the goodness of heart and they should be able to spread the love of Krishna everywhere. So when Gargamuni is addressed by the father, he says, Kisi, you have come over here to spread this goodness. They have no other interest otherwise. Okay? They are there for the interest of Sri Krishna himself and spreading the good word. O great saintly person, you have compiled the astrological knowledge by which one can understand past and present unseen things. By the present, by the strength of this knowledge, any human beings can understand what he has done in his past life and how it affects his present life. This is known to you. So, Gargamuni is known for drawing the almanac. The almanac is the chart, natural chart as we call it. And uh, Gargamuni is now going to give us a small glimpse of what has happened in the past of the life of Sri Krishna. 
and the future also and the present whatever is the current scenario my lord you are the best of the brahmanas especially because you are fully aware of the jyotish shastra the astrological science therefore you are naturally the spiritual master of every human being this being so since you have kindly come to my house kindly execute the reformatory activity for my two sons now in olden times the sages visited the houses so that they can give an idea about the future of that child you will find this instance is there in many places where the child is looked after by this person he, he looks at the child and he says oh he is going to go places now this is the goodwill which this great sage is bring but what are they predicting they are predicting something really fantastic so you will find even in sri ram's life in sri krishna's life and many other sages that have happened this kind of instances have happened before so gargamuni said my dear nanda maharaj i am the priestly guide of the yadu dynasty this is known everywhere therefore if i perform the purificatory process for your son kamsa will consider them the son of devaki so the he is the sage who is connected to the yadu dynasty and if he performs any action over here people will come to know about it and kamsa will also come to know so there could be a problem kamsa is both a great diplomat and a very sinful man therefore having heard from yogamaya the daughter of devaki that the child who will kill him has already been born somewhere else having heard that the eighth pregnancy of devaki could not bring forth a female child and having understood your friendship with vasudev kamsa upon hearing that the purificatory process has been performed by me the priest of the yadu dynasty may consider certainly consider all these points and suspect that krishna is the son of devaki and vasudev then he might take steps to kill krishna that would be catastrophic so gargamuni is already cautioning him ki don't do any of those things don't think that i can come and do some prayers over here you know purificatory rites because kamsa will immediately come to know he is a very smart person see remember this every person who comes from the domain of the demons you know they are very very smart they have got a devious mind devious mind they know exactly how things are but when they behave they behave in a very normal manner but keeping in mind the deviousness of their of their nature they can take wrongful action later on and just because yogamaya had already informed him that the child that was born was a male and he has got switched so naturally he can put two and two together and realize oh krishna is the one who is born of these parents over here and that is a wrong place that he has been and he can come and kill so he is being cautioned about it nandamara said my dear great sage if you think that performing this process of purification will make kamsa suspicious then secretly chant the vedic hymns and perform the purifying process of second birth here in the cow shed of my house without the knowledge of anyone else even my relatives for this process of purification is essential so now see the place where they are going is a cow shed goshala and that was a manger and this is a goshala so you can see you know there is a lot of association with these kind of births so he is being told well, quietly you perform don't even tell anybody about it so dev goswami continued having thus been especially requested by nanda maharaj to do which that which he has already desired to do gargamuni performed the name giving ceremony for krishna and balrama in a solitary place gargamuni said this child the son of rohini will give all happiness to his relatives and friends by his transcendental qualities therefore he will be known as rama and because he will manifest extraordinary body strength he will also be known as bala however because he unites two families vasudev and the family of nanda maharaj he will be known as sankarshana this is the adishesh swarup sankarshana and he will be called rama 
and one who has a tremendous amount of strength which is called Bala. Bala Rama. That is how the name Bala Rama came into the picture. You will find that most of these people who keep on saying Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. We always think that it is Sri Ram. It is not Sri Ram. They are talking about Bala Ram. Okay. So, your son Krishna appears as an incarnation in every millennium. In the past, he assumed three different colors, white, red and yellow. And now he has appeared in the blackish color. In another Dwapar Yuga, he will appear as Lord Ramchandra and the color of Sukha, a parrot. All such incarnations have now assembled in Krishna. Krishna is the Sampurna Swarup. Sampurna Swarup of that particular form, you know. Krishna has taken this particular form, which is a dark form, a dark color. Now this dark color is a combination of all these forms, that is the white, red and the yellow and the green one as well. And now he is appeared in the form of a black dark form. So for many reasons this beautiful son of yours sometimes appears previously as the son of Vasudev. Therefore those who are learned sometimes call this child Vasudev. He is also called Vasudev, you know that, no? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. The Vasudevaya is not connected to his father but is connected to the son that is Krishna himself. That is also his name by the way. For this son of yours there are many forms and names according to his transcendental qualities and activities. They are known to me but people in general do not understand them. So Sri Krishna has number of names. He will be known by different different names at different different times. And those are the qualities that he exhibits at every given juncture in his life. So you will find that sometimes he appears as a Gwala. Okay? Sometimes Gwala means a person who is looking after cows. You know? Sometimes he will appear with the, with the gopis. So he will have a different name. Sometimes he will be standing atop snakes. The powerful Kaliya. He is a different person. So every time he appears in a different role and the names differ every time. Because those are the qualities associated with Krishna. Krishna can take birth in any yuga and his qualities will differ. Again, the potencies also differ. There are different potencies in different yugas and in different avatars. In some avatar he may appear like a maiden also. In some avatar he will not be a man, he would be completely different person and in some avatar he could be appearing like a very strong and a mighty person. So it would differ. And you will find that in most of the avatars, this particular nature of theirs will have a particular quality associated with it. So these are known to me and they are known to, not known to others. To increase the transcendental bliss of the cowherd men of Gokula, this child will always act auspiciously for you and by his grace only you will surpass all difficulties. O Nanda Maharaj, as recorded in the history where there are irregular, incapable governments, Indra having been dethroned and people have, were being harassed and disturbed by the thieves, this child appeared in order to protect the people and enable them to flourish and he curbed the rogues and the thieves. So, in different different yugas, he has taken different different forms. In times where Indra, you know, when Indra was dethroned, at that time he came as a different person. So, now his different forms will be discussed. Demons cannot harm the demigods who always have Lord Vishnu on their side. Similarly, any person or group attached to Krishna is extremely fortunate because such persons are very much affectionate towards Krishna. They cannot be defeated by demons like the associates of Kamsa or by their internal enemies or senses. Now you understand the term internal enemies or senses. These are a part of the demonic group. You will find that this is a term we have always used. We have tried to understand what is it that is the most you know, destructive element in a human being. And that is our senses our mind, our senses, different parts of our being, they are very destructive in nature. You will find that they can create so much of harm to a person. Just by the eyes, you can see the same thing in a different manner. 
you will find that when you are looking at an object the object could turn into completely different when you are seeing the object the same object can be seen by different people in a different manner so look at it from that perspective now let us say if i keep an object in front of you you will look at it from completely a different manner now let us say i keep an apple in front of you for the doctor for any doctor in this he will look at it a doc, an apple a day will keep the doctor away the doctor would think of it as one of the evil things in the world okay this person this apple is going to take away my uh, my uh, <laughs> rosy roti think about it and there is another person who looks at the apple as a juicy succulent thing to eat okay there is another person who will look at it as a temptation or a sin the same object can be seen in a different manner so look at it from the little red riding hood what does it appear <laughs> so it appears like something somebody who is giving it so that they can eat why 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 does this appear in different different forms for some it will appear like an apple pie for some like in the same object why does it appear different to different people it is because of the way we are made you will wonder what i am talking about it is simply like this the way we are made differs from different different folks you know like everybody will look at the same object from a different perspective how does it appear different let us see just a small example again i will give you now if i look at a person now an individual standing in front of me how will it appear towards you okay now we have a very great example captain jack sparrow i am sure you remember captain jack sparrow and the different kinds of stunts that he would perform now look at captain jack sparrow recently he gave an interview in that interview the entire audience was going gaga over it and everybody said you know oh you are captain and they were after him like nobody's business and some people who look at captain jack sparrow with his you know ugly dirty face they say yuck what a kind of an idiot he is and in the same picture they will look at another person over there and say oh he is so handsome where this fellow looks so ugly why does it appear to different people in a different way it's our own the way we look at things you know how we look at things same thing appears different to different people so even let us say there is a very fat book okay there is a very fat book which talks about let us say uh, you know they, there is a very beautiful book where, uh, which is written by mr graham okay the intelligent investor now think about it somebody will look at the book and he will say oh my god this is so heavy i can't even lift it i don't even want to touch it some other people will turn the one page and say oh 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 this is like like i don't know this is it's very tough to eat i cannot even digest it i don't understand a word in it and maybe the person who loves to invest will say this is my bible i i admire this book because this is what is the future and somebody else will look at it and say oh this is a multi billion dollar book <laughs> i can make billions of dollars of this and some people will say oh this is just about uh, maybe 2 rupees or 3 rupees in the market you know uh, when i weigh it that is all it will cost you think about it from that perspective you see when we were doing the nagamadi the mother of that person she threw that papers into the fire thinking that it is some worthless piece of junk karl marx bought it for over 5000 pounds now that person was an atheist i mean just imagine he is buying a book which talks about the divinity and he pays so much of money how does it sound it sounds very strange so it all depends on our internal makeup the same object can appear as a very destructive thing for some people the same object may appear as a very beautiful thing for some people okay so that is how it appears and now i hope you understood that the associates of kamsa are nothing but these they are there inside of every human being and that knowing this is called adhyatma 
the internal story it is called adhyatma adhyatma means what the one the story by means of which we can be understood the inner working of the people in conclusion therefore onanda maharaj this child of yours is as good as narayana in his transcendental qualities opulence name fame and influence he is exactly like narayana you should all raise this child very carefully and cautiously so garga muni is now giving his own views about it shrila sukhdev goswami continued after garga muni having instructed nanda maharaj about krishna departed from his own home nanda maharaj was very pleased and considered himself full of good fortune after a short time passed both brothers rama and krishna began to crawl on the ground of raja with the strength of their hands and their knees and thus enjoyed their childhood play so now the children are growing gargamuni has named both these children and he is gone away he is given this fortunate uh, you know very fortunate uh, future idea about the child that he is a great person when krishna and balram with the strength of their legs crawled in the muddy places created in raja by cow dung and cow urine they crawling resembling the crawling of serpents and the sound of their ankle bells was very charming there are certain people here in the group who do not like shit and krishna was called crawling in it all the time think about it you have you you like krishna and krishna is the one who is roaming around in all the bloody shit that is around all over the place it is such a strange thing incidentally krishna has this very great uh, you know love for mud he eats mud he ha- his hands are full of it by the way you know you will find him he, yeah it sounds yuck and all that to people but you will come to know the story very shortly so their ang- their crawling resembled the crawling of serpents and the sound of their ankle bells was very charming very much pleased by the sound of other people's ankle bells they used to follow those people as if going to their mother but when they saw that these other people they became afraid and returned to their real mother yashoda and rohini so this is like a child's play is going on dressed with muddy earth mixed with cow dung and cow urine now see imagine this okay mud cow dung cow urine all splattered all over their bodies and they are crawling all over the place the babies look beautiful <laughs> <laughs> think of them looking beautiful with all the cowdung all over their place and dirt and when they went up to their mothers both yashoda and rohini picked them up with great affection embraced them and allowed them to suck the milk flowing from their breasts while sucking the breast the child the baby smiled and their small teeth were visible their mothers upon seeing these beautiful teeth enjoyed great transcendental bliss imagine you being able to suckle the great krishna It's such a great and an honorous thing you know really very honored within the house of nanda maharaj the cowherd ladies would be seen enjoying the pastimes of the babies rama and krishna the babies would catch the end of the cow's tails and the cows would drag them here and there these are all the danga masti that they were doing when the ladies saw this pastime they certainly stopped their household activities and laughed and enjoyed the incidents so you think about it you know krishna and balrama on their fours and they are catching hold of the <laughs> you know the tails of the cow and they are getting dragged all over the place it is such a funny thing it's a smiling thing <laughs> you have to smile and laugh about it because that's a very wondrous activity you know when when we are doing this kind of books you need to get lost in it losing yourself in this kind of beautiful episodes is the satsanga coming to the you know very fruition because the one who is doing the satsanga feels very nice when the entire audience feels one with the words feeling one with the words is so very important those who have gone for bhajans kirtans or satsangas you will see the amount of fervor that they have they listen to the words and they feel very mighty pleased about it sometimes they will cry sometimes they will smile sometimes they will laugh and there is a even ramakrishna parmahansa would be performing these kinds of satsangs everybody was so engrossed in it so engrossed in it that people started crying they started dancing they just started laughing and there was so much of activity going on it is you have to let it go that's the most important part listening to these beautiful words 
you should understand the beauty of these words they are not just words for that matter you know we consider this as our holy text when mother yashoda and rohini was unable to protect the babies from calamities threatened by horned cows by fire by animals with claws and teeth such as monkeys dogs and cats and by thorns swords and other weapons on the ground they were always in anxiety and their household engagements were disturbed at that time they were fully equipoised in their transcendental ecstasy known as a distress of maternal affection for this was aroused within their minds think about it the children are going here and there you know i'm sure you know you must you must be knowing think about it now imagine a child is picking up a knife a small baby picking up a knife you know how great a distress the mother is going to get into oh my god oh my god she will run after that child and she will want to take the knife away and the child is saying no i don't want to give you you can you imagine that scene how how beautiful it sounds the mother's distress is also one part of this beautiful play and here krishna and balrama think of them as acting like a baby and doing this kind of a mischief they know what they are doing by the way they are great ones but think about it how their mothers they were they were cheating on their mothers by the way the mothers were thinking oh my god my child is going to get hurt o king parikshit within a very short time both rama and krishna began to walk very easily in gokula on their legs by their own strength without the need to crawl thereafter lord krishna along with balrama began to play with other children in the cowherd men thus awakening the transcendental bliss of the cowherd women now krishna has a potency the potency is he can generate a different kinds of feelings so krishna's potency when the cowherd women are there don't imagine he is a very tiny baby he is not even grown up but the way in which the potency can generate kind of a response in the people is completely different so krishna's potency is exactly like that observing the very attractive childish restlessness of krishna all the gopis in the neighborhood to hear about krishna's activities again and again would approach mother yashoda and speak to her as follows our dear friend yashoda your son sometimes comes to our house before the milking of the cows and releases the calves and when the master of the house becomes angry your son merely smiles just imagine him okay now think about it like this you know the mother and the father that that in the neighboring house they are trying to milk the cow okay at that time what they do no when when you are milking the cow you are supposed to keep the babies away <laughs> otherwise the babies will come running after the milk krishna he would go and he will release the babies so that they will come <laughs> running towards this and this the people those who are taking on the milk and he will disrupt the whole thing when the baby comes you know the baby gambols have you seen how the small uh, babies of the cows are they gambol tak 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 on the back fruit front and when when it is feeding time it is like a great activity for them <laughs> so they come and they destroy the whole process over there okay so and at that time krishna will just look at them and smile <laughs> i have not done anything sometimes he devises some process by which he steals the palatable curd butter and milk which he then eats and drinks sometimes he will come and steal that okay now this is a very beautiful activity which is there in in india we celebrate this you know matki we we do that you know we put a pot of uh, butter cream and all those kind of stuff and then we break it why because that's a very playful activity done by krishna during his childhood he then eats and drinks while the monkeys assemble he divides it with them and when the monkeys have their belly so full that they won't take any more he breaks the pots sometimes if he gets no opportunity to steal butter or milk from the house he will be angry at the households and for his revenge he will agitate the small children by pinching them then when the children begin crying krishna will go away <laughs> very naughty and very very kalakandi master you know kalakandi master <laughs> okay when the milk and the curd are kept high on a swing hanging from the ceiling and krishna and balrama cannot reach it 
They arranged to treat it by piling up various planks and turning upside down the mortar for grinding spices. Being quite aware of the content of the pot, they pick holes in it. When the elderly gopis go about their household affairs, Krishna and Balram sometimes go into the dark room, brightening the place with their valuable jewels and ornaments on their bodies and taking advantage of this light by stealing. So, such a chalu character. Okay, he would go and he would steal what? Butter, this, that, so many things, you know. And when he couldn't reach over there, he would pile up everything one on top of each other and imagine that's the kind of activity he was used to. You know, that is why when we do that matki, you know, it's exactly like this. People climb one on top of each other and there are competitions held everywhere in India. How tall a matki can be hung so that these Gualas can climb one on top of each other and create a chain up till the top and then they break it. There are lots of prizes given in India, especially in Mumbai and Delhi and so on and so forth. In Rajasthan and Gujarat and all. When Krishna was caught in his naughty activities, the master of the house will say to him, Oh, you are a thief! And artificially express anger at Krishna. Krishna will then reply, I am not a thief. You are a thief. Sometimes being angry, Krishna passed urine and stool in a neat clean place in your house, in our house. <laughs> but now, our dear friend Yashoda, this expert thief is sitting bef- before you like a very good boy. He won't even tell what he is doing. He, he would do all sorts of funny activities. He would go and do susu anywhere. <laughs> Too much of activity, no? Sometimes all the gopis would look at Krishna sitting there. His eyes fearful so that his mother would not chastise him. And when they saw Krishna's beautiful face, instead of chastising him, they would simply look, look upon his face and enjoy transcendental bliss. Now look at this imp of a person sitting over there. I didn't do anything. Just imagine that. <laughs> Instead of feeling like beating the hell out of him, you feel like loving him more. Why? Because you can't, you can't get angry with such a type of a person. You know that? One of the very favorite qualities of Krishna is, it is impossible to get angry with him. I know some of you are not going to agree with me, but <laughs> remember this, it is impossible to get angry with him because he will come up with some Kalakandi sometime. You won't even know what he is doing. Okay? It's a very sneaky character. That is why he is also called a thief also. Okay? Remember this. He lagaus chabi here and there, <laughs> robs a lot of things also. So, these are all childhood pranks and these are very wonderful activities which we are going we are we are learning about krishna his eyes fearful so that his mother would not chastise him and when they saw krishna's beautiful face instead of chastising him they would simply look upon his face and enjoy transcendental bliss mother yashoda would mildly smile at all this fun and she would not want to chastise her blessed transcendental child now people have come to say something now look at this poor fellow. Can you look at him doing all those kind of dirty activities? You cannot expect him to do that. He is such a godly child. Now a godly child is not supposed to do devilish activities. Think about it. One day, while Krishna was playing with his small playmates, including Balram and other sons of the gopis, all his friends came together and lodged a complaint to Mother Yashoda. Mother, they say, submitted, Krishna has eaten the earth. Now Krishna is used to eating all sorts of things. Now he has put a lot of mud in his mouth also. Upon hearing this from Krishna's playmates, Mother Yashoda, who was always full of anxiety over Krishna's welfare, picked Krishna up with her hands to look into his mouth and chastise him. Her eyes fearful, she spoke to her son as follows. Dear Krishna, why are you so restless that you have eaten dirt in a solitary place? This complaint has been lodged against you by all your playmates, including your elder brother, Balram. How is this? So, <laughs> everybody would complain. Hey, that reminds me of one very small instance in uh, many years ago. <laughs> now, I was staying in a railway quarters. Okay? And it was like a chal system. I don't know whether you know the chal system. Houses are in a row like this. Okay? And then there is a balcony and the balcony is facing outwards. Now each balcony has got those, you know, those uh, cement holes like that made. You know, holes are made. Now think about it. 
in the holes there is a lot of mud and dust and during this rainy season you will find that all these you know lichens and moss and all that grows over there <laughs> now think about this when the summer comes what happens when the summer comes everything is dried and everything tastes like what mud only <laughs> and i would start from one end of the building and i was only that height of that thing <laughs> keep on rubbing and eating it till the end of the building and <laughs> and reach that house and in that house that auntie will ask me what are you doing i'm going back home so go back the same way eating all over and the mouth is full of that dirt and mud <laughs> so <laughs> i have got pasting hundreds of times but it tastes very nice <laughs> he asked the japanese by the way they will tell you what japanese use it in their sushi no <laughs> okay these are called weeds <laughs> so those weeds are all so it tastes very nice you should taste it sometimes maybe okay uh, yeah there are many places on this earth where they use the mud okay you go to the uh, turkey they use the mud for the body also okay so don't say like that the mud is dirty and all <laughs> upon hearing this from krishna's playmates mother yashoda who was always full of anxiety over krishna's welfare picked krishna up with his hand to look into his mouth and chastise him her eyes fearful she spoke to her son as follows now he is eaten all this mud naturally the mother is little afraid mud means it is dirty and horrible you know it is full of grime dirt dust you know shit urine and what not and think about the child putting it in his mouth how does it sound like ah, yak dear krishna why are you so restless that you have eaten dirt in a solitary place this complaint has been lodged against you for all your playmates including your elder brother avalram how is this lord krishna replied my dear mother i have never eaten dirt all my friends complain against me are liars if you think they are being truthful you can directly look into my mouth and examine it now you look at this fellow he is eaten everything पूरा गांव का पानी पी के आया फिर भी वो बोलेगा कि वैदे कुछ नहीं किया दिस इज इज नेचर ओके सो इज टेलिंग इज मदर सी यू थिंक ऑल दिस फेलोज आर लायर्स आई एम नॉट अ लायर दे आर ऑल लायर्स दे टेल लाइज लाइक नो बडीज बिजनेस इवन माई ब्रदर बलराम इज ऑल्सो लाइक दैट सो यू थिंक दैट आई हैव रिटर्न यू कैन लुक इन टू माई माउथ इफ यू सी एनी थिंग यू लेट मी नो मदर यशोदा चैलेंज कृष्णा इफ यू हैव नॉट इटन दर्थ कैन ओपन योर माउथ वाइड when challenged by his mother in this way krishna the son of nanda maharaj and yashoda to exhibit past times like a human child opened his mouth although the supreme personality of godhead krishna who is full of opulences did not disturb his mother's parental affection his opulence was automatically displayed for krishna's opulence is never lost at any stage but is manifest at the proper time Krishna's opulence can never be experienced by those who are not devoted to him or those who are devoted to Krishna they will see his opulence in various forms and he shows it to them as a glimpse like that you know sometimes you will find it sometimes you won't find it so this is a very strange phenomena which Krishna is going to do to his mother so let us see what he does when Krishna opened his mouth wide by the order of mother yashoda she saw within his mouth all moving and non moving entities outer space all directions along with mountains islands oceans the surface of the earth the blowing winds fire the moon and the stars she saw the planetary system water light air sky creations by transformation of ahankara she also saw the senses the mind sense perception and the three qualities goodness passion and ignorance she saw the time allotted for the living entities she saw natural instincts and the reactions of karma <clears throat> she saw desires and different varieties of bodies moving and non moving seeing all these aspects of the cosmic manifestation along with herself and vrindavan dham she became doubtful and fearful of her son's nature what is krishna trying to show her he showed the entire creation 
he showed her right from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum starting from all the panchabhutas to the different kinds of elements to the different kind of tanmatras i am sure you have done all these things to the different kinds of ahankaras to the different kinds of sattva rajas and tamas he showed everything that is there in this material world which can be understood by normal human beings when they study the scriptural books those who understand scriptures they will know what these things are everything encompasses in one entity so when he opens his mouth the entire mouth is filled with this entire creative creation of his so the mother is now wondering what is happening over there mother yashoda began to argue within herself a person cannot take it they think oh my god what is this what is this that i am seeing you know you are not able to understand the truth so mother yashoda began to argue with herself is this a dream or an illusory illusory creation by the external energy is it maya's creation is maya showing me this kind of a thing is a, is this a truth or what exactly is this has this been manifested by my own intelligence or is it some mystic power of my child so thinking that it is a mystic power of my child you know oh he is doing some jadu he is doing some he is you know hypnotizing me ha huh? <laughs> hypnotism or is it my mind is gone crazy or what what is this that i am seeing therefore let me surrender unto the supreme personality of godhead and offer my obisans unto him who is beyond the conception of human speculation the mind the activities words and arguments who is the original cause of the cosmic manifestation by whom the entire cosmos is maintained and by whom we can conceive of his existence let me simply offer my obisans for he is beyond my contemplation speculation and meditation he is beyond all my material activities we always think of god as something which we can argue about something which we can think about something which our mind can you know wonder about i'm sorry no mental speculation in this world can ever make you touch even an iota of what god is all about so when we talk of the divine manifestation it can never be understood by the physical entity by looking at this entity in the same uh, in the form of in a panchabhutas how can krishna who is just a human being exhibit this kind of manifestation in him nobody can understand this but the truth is that the supreme divine consciousness should never be experienced by your senses or mind or any of those things which you think are going to give you a logical explanation or an answer to what you are seeing so don't even try any speculation of yours so he is beyond contemplation you cannot think of what he is contemplate on it you cannot think what krishna is all about speculation you can think oh is he like this oh is he like that you cannot speculate you cannot extrapolate you know like the big bang theory you extrapolate and you get a big bang i'm sorry there's no extrapolation over here it cannot be speculation and then you think that by meditation you can reach him some idiots in this world think you know that they can meditate on the divine and they can reach krishna i'm sorry no way understand no contemplation no thought process no speculation thinking oh my god he can be like this he can be like that no that way also and no meditation also can ever make you reach the divine con- supreme divine consciousness he is beyond all material activities so every time when you think him as a material being you are making the biggest mistake of your life because he can never be understood by any material ways of thinking no tarka no vad vivad nothing no arguments on this you have to only have love the only way of knowing krishna is through the divine love not a you not the material kind of love i want this i want that i want that that kind of love no you scratch my back i scratch your back krishna can never be found by that kind of a love it has to be single pointed unconditional love and by the highest devotion only it is by the influence of lord supreme lords maya that i am wrongly thinking that nanda maharaj is my husband that krishna is my son and that because i am the queen of nanda maharaj all the wealth of the cows and the calves are my possession and all the cowherd men and their wives are my subjects 
Actually, I also am eternally subordinate to the Supreme Lord. He is my ultimate shelter. This is the truth. This is the truth in this material world. We cannot be higher than any Krishna in this world. You cannot say that I am the wife of Krishna, I am the husband of Krishna, I am the mother of Krishna, I am the father of Krishna. Bullshit! You cannot even say those words. Don't even try saying those words. Because everybody is below him. Everybody has to take the ultimate shelter. There isn't a single person in this world who can say, can stand next to him. And can say, I am equal. Or I am just one point below. There is nothing like that in this world. So, you cannot have this kind of a thing. So, here, the mother is clearly thinking like that. She says, I am thinking so wrongly that I am the wife of Nanda Maharaj. So many gualas are under me. There is nothing like that. Nobody can be under me. And nobody is, you know, there are no subordinates. I am not even superior. I cannot be superior. And this is not my child. This child is not my child. He is the Divine Lord who has come over here. The Divine Lord has taken birth in my place. It is His manifestation. I am His. You understand? It is not the other way around. He is doing me a favor by being born through my womb. She doesn't know by the way that He is not born through her. She doesn't have any clue about it. Later on she will come to know. But till that time she has no clue. You cannot have a seed formed over there and call it Krishna. You cannot say like that. So she says, Mother Yashoda by the grace of the Lord could understand the real truth. This is the real truth by the way. But then again the Supreme Master by the influence of the internal potency, Yoga Maya, inspired her to become absorbed in intense maternal affection for her son. So what does Krishna do? Magic once again. Yoga Maya comes into play. And his Yoga Maya is a very very strong person by the way. You may not know her. But you should be beware of her. You know, you should get scared of her. You know why? Because she creates illusions like nobody's business. She makes you think, Oh, I am the mother. Oh, he is such a small child. Oh, he is like this. Oh, he is like that. Sorry. Yoga Maya. That is his Yoga Maya. That is his magic. He makes you think that he is the most wanting person in this world. You know, I don't know what to do, Ma. Think about it. And immediately forgetting Yoga Maya's illusion that Krishna had shown the universal form within his mouth. Mother Yashoda took her son on her lap as before, feeling increased affection in her heart for the transcendental child. The glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are studied through the three Vedas, the Upanishads, the literature of Sankhya Yoga and other Vaishnava literatures. Yet Mother Yashoda considered that Supreme Person as an ordinary child. The Lord can be studied through the various Vedas, the Shastras that are there, the Upanishads and all. You can study the Lord through Sankhya Yoga. You can try to understand. Try. But when you look at a child like that, you look at a human child, can you think of him as God Almighty? No. No yogas and Upanishads will stand over there. You look at him as an ordinary human being. Having heard of the great fortune of Mother Yashoda, Parikshit Maharaj inquired from Subdeva Swami, O learned Brahmana, Mother Yashoda's breast milk was sucked by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. What past auspicious activity did she and Nanda Maharaj perform to achieve such perfection in ecstatic love? Now Krishna has suckled, was suckled by Nanda Maharaj's wife, Yashoda. She must have done something really fantastic in her life that Krishna is sucking from her breast. Don't you think so? So, Sukhdev Goswami is asking, you know, he is being asked by Parikshit Maharaj, can you please tell me what exactly must have happened that Krishna is taking her breast in his mouth? Although Krishna was so pleased with Vasudev and Devaki that he descended as their son, they could not enjoy Krishna's magnanimous childhood pastimes, which are so great that simply chanting about them vanquishes the contamination of the material world. Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda, however, enjoyed these pastimes fully and therefore their position is always better than that of Vasudev and Devaki. The real parents have not seen the child as yet, by the way. Sukhdev Goswami continued, To follow the orders of Lord Brahma, Drona, the best of the Vasus, 
along with his wife Dhara spoke to Lord Brahma in this way. Drona and Dhara said, Please permit us to be born on this planet Earth so that after our appearance, the Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead, Did I miss out on anything? No. Drona and Dhara, these are the parents by the way. Please permit us to be born on the planet Earth so that after our appearance, the Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead, the Supreme Controller and the Master of the Planets will also appear and spread devotional service, the ultimate goal of life, so that those born in material world may very easily be delivered from the miserable conditions of materialistic life by accepting the devotional service. Now the only reason why Krishna is born, why is Krishna's birth so very important, is because he brings everybody into the dharma, his dharma. That means belief in the supreme divine consciousness. He makes everybody believe in the supreme divine consciousness. That is the first aspect of his coming on the earth. And the second one is to put the balance back into the system. These are the two reasons why he comes. So Drona and Dhara are the previous life of these two and they have been given this Vardhan. When Brahma said, yes, let it be so, that is Tathastu, the most fortunate Drona was equal to Bhagwan, appeared in Vrajapura, Vrindavana as the most famous Nanda Maharaj and his wife Dhara appeared as Mother Yashoda. So in the previous life, they were Drona and Dhara and now in this life, they have appeared as their parents. Therefore, O Maharaj Parikshit, best of Bharatas, when the Supreme Personality of Godhead became the son of Danda Maharaj and Yashoda, they maintained continuous, unswerving devotional love in parental affection. And in their association, all the inhabitants of Vrindavana, the Gopas and the Gopis, developed the culture of Krishna Bhakti. It's only for the purpose of devotion. Everybody is devoted over there. Thus the Supreme Personality, Krishna, along with Balram, <coughs> lived in Brajabhumi, Vrindavana. Just to substantiate the benediction of Brahma, by exhibiting different pastimes of the childhood, he increases the transcendental pleasure of Nanda and other inhabitants of Vrindavana. So we have come to the end of this chapter. It has been a very beautiful chapter which talks about how Krishna shows the entire universe and his different different forms to his mother in his mouth. What is this all about? He talks about the unity in his entire creation. The entire creation is just a speck of his, just a speck of his world. And the speck of his feet. You can just say a tiny portion of him. But can we understand that? Can we understand divinity in a person? Everybody carries the DNA of Krishna. But can we understand the divinity of Krishna in us? Because we do not understand, human beings have no idea of understanding this. That is the reason why Krishna takes birth and then he comes and he teaches us this transcendental knowledge that is called the spiritual knowledge or what we call it as Adhyatma. So, we have come to the end of this chapter. So, tomorrow we shall do the next one. We can stop it.